Like, that's my advice to young talent. Like, make mistakes. Like, I think everybody just wants to be perfect. With not knowing that your grandmother, before she created that famous dish that you love so much, your grandmother probably burned that 30 times. But you never got to taste that batch because your parents got to taste that batch. That's right. Welcome to Our Food Journey, a podcast by Hormel Foods. On today's episode, Master Chef Ron DeSantis interviews Chef Kenneth Temple. Chef Kenneth has deep roots in New Orleans and runs Savory LLC, a personal chef and private dining service. He's cooked for NFL and NBA players, celebrities, politicians, Grammy Award-winning artists, and Hollywood movie producers. His company focuses on delicious food with Creole, Cajun, Southern, and Caribbean influences. It's something that Chef Kenneth calls Southern Creole. If you recognize his voice, it might be from his appearance on the Food Network's popular cooking competition show, Chopped. He was one of the show's winners during the 2017 season. We hope you enjoyed this conversation with Chef Kenneth Temple. This is Certified Master Chef Ron DeSantis. I am here today with Chef Kenneth Temple. Welcome, Kenneth. Thank you for having me. You know, here's the thing. We've, I've, I've watched you on Hormel videos. Mm-hmm. Um, so in one sense, I kind of felt like, well, I know this guy, but uh, just the past couple days uh, chatting with you and stuff, you feel like an old friend. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, it's good for a master chef to call a young chef an old friend. I, I like that. I like that. This is really good. I, you know, and, and we've had a chance to talk about food, and I got to listen to some of your stories and things like that uh for to start us off how'd you get involved in food you know it was one of those things where you just have to make a life decision graduating from high school about what you're going to do with your life so uh in 2003 the iraq war was just starting to take you know their year in you know okay the troops really getting on the ground and um my father asked me it was like well if you're not ready to go to college maybe you think about joining the navy uh, not really what i'm thinking about so one day, one of the local colleges in Louisiana had a little table set up at school, and they had a culinary arts program. I had a cousin that was playing football down there, so I knew I could easily see the campus. And was like, well, cooking sounds fun. Huh? I guess I'll go for cooking. It was either cooking or computers, and I knew I didn't want to stand in front of a computer screen all day. But my first job was as a delivery driver at a local Italian pizzeria. And, uh, oh, you didn't make them, you delivered them. Yeah, I delivered them. Yeah, I delivered them. And then I actually end up uh, working my way up to the line, to getting on the line and, uh, you know, learning a thing or two about how to do the chef flip and sautéing and uh, getting those octopus arms, as I like to say, chef. You know what I'm saying? When the, when the line's rolling and them tickets not stopping, you got to have multiple multiple directions with those arms and you just look like an octopus, hands going everywhere, you know, so... Um, yeah, and I just uh, fell in love with it. And was like, okay, this is. So you started off. You started off with pizzas. Yes, I love that. That's a that's a real soft spot in my heart. Are our, mm-hmm. our pizzas, and I absolutely love doing that. And so, um, and you're from the south. You're from New from New Orleans. Yes, sir. Okay, born and bred, as I like to say. Uh, talk a little bit about the food, then. I mean, everybody knows, and when you talk about uh, food. People talk about New York City. They talk about San Fran, L.A. They talk about Chicago. They always talk about New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's great to be from a mecca of, of a city, of a food culture like New Orleans. You know, I always tell people we're one of the original cuisines of American cuisine. I say there's French, there's Italian. But in New Orleans, we, you have this French, Italian, German, 
African American, Native American, uh, Greek, you know, just all these different cultures, the English, you have all these cultures that came together in one and created gumbo. So all of those different cultures just binding together created this melting pot of deliciousness, as I like to say. So mm-hmm. it's just great being from uh, an area with that kind of rich heritage and uh, resource, you know, people drive fly to New Orleans just for a bowl of gumbo. They, You know, it's, it's just something I I've, uh, am proud to be a part of, uh, having that New Orleans heritage. And like I said, being from New Orleans, I'm not from like the greater New Orleans. No, I'm from the 504, as we say. That's the area, oh, code. That's nice. the area code of New Orleans for y'all who don't know, yes. All right, I, I told you yesterday, I'm, I'm coming down in uh, two weeks. Mm-hmm. I, I need some tips. I, I definitely need some tips on this one. I'm ready. I'm ready for you. <laughs> And um, is is there? You mentioned gumbo, and is there other things? Is is there like a childhood or a, a growing up memory of a particular food or foods? I mean, we all have one mm-hmm. or two, or mm-hmm. you know, the list may be big, but is there something that just jumps out at yeah, you? Yeah, it, it still resonates with me today. You know, being a chef, people think you always eating like lobster tail and filet mignon with with uh, steamed asparagus, but uh, I'm. Actually, like I said, I'm a southern boy, so I chicken, stewed chicken, stewed chicken. Yeah. You know, give me some rice, some gravy, inexpensive, let it simmer, get nice and tender, rich gravy, sob it up with a biscuit. I'm, I'm happy. And it resonates to, to me as a chef. One of my favorite techniques is a braise. You just let something, mm-hmm. you put the aromatics in it, you put the stocks, you put the wines, the herbs, season it up and just let it go. And then when you take it back out and you t- take off the top, that, that scent just perfumes you. You just almost want to bathe in it like, yeah, can I bottle this and spray this on, on a Tuesday, you know? And and just tender meat, delicious, you know, all-in-one pot type of style dish. And that, you know, that's just... But you got to tell me about oh, shrimp right, and oysters, man. Oh, is there a shrimp it, and oyster world down there yeah, as well? Yeah, it's got everything. Yeah, I mean, the shrimp and oyster world. But, you know, it, it, nothing like a good pot roast or, or some stewed chicken, you know. Yeah, you can you can get fancy. And, look, you can take the jus from the chicken and or, or that roast and throw your shrimp in there. And now you got now you got your surf and turf, you know. Yeah, there's various ways. I was um, cooking for some friends while I was out here in New York. And I made griots and grits. And griots, for those of y'all who don't know, is uh, you cook it with the Trinity. You cook a little tomato sauce, a little brown gravy, and you just let your Hold on, hold on, hold on. You said Trinity. You can't just roll blast that, man. Let people know. Oh, Trinity. Onion, celery, and bell pepper. You know, the French, they have their mirepoix, which is onions, celery, and carrots. So our sweet uh, flavor in the Trinity is the bell peppers instead of the carrots, and you just cook it with a little bit of gravy. Uh, you dust it like we were just talking about yesterday uh, with the pork loin, right? You just take it, slice it, batter it, and fry it just to keep it nice and tender, and then you cover it with this rich gravy and just let it roll. And like an hour and a half later, the beef then broke down or the pork then broke down, and you got this gravy. And my friends are like, "Man, we got some shrimp." And I just threw the shrimp in it too. So I said, "Now y'all got a surfing surf." You know, and that's the great thing about New Orleans food. You can eat it for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or even a midnight snack if you come out from Bourbon Street drinking too late, you know. (laughs) Oh, man, that is so cool. I loved hearing that. Um, Somebody said that there's a story about peeling shrimp. Yeah, peeling peeling shrimp. I remember being like four four or five years old. My my godmother sat me down at her dinner table and was like, I'm going to teach you how to peel shrimp. And literally, she taught me how to peel shrimp. So I've been peeling shrimp for 
18, 20 years. Yeah, I, I know a thing about peeling shrimp. And it's always fun to teach people how to peel shrimp when you see they're really not used to it. And just be like, just pinch the tail, rip off the legs, wrap it around, and pop it. And they'd be like, oh. And they'd be like, yeah, it's really easy. I was teaching a young lady when we had an event this week. And she had it easy. It was already deveined and everything. She just had to take off the pill and, and keep it moving. She was like, I can't get the tail off. I was like, just pinch it. And she was like, oh, well, yeah, that easy. So, yeah, I've been peeling the shrimp for quite some time. So you're right now as a private chef. Yes. What do you do? Tell us yes. a little bit about what that means. So being a private chef, I'm responsible for different clients' day-to-day meal preparation. So I work with a lot with the professional athlete guys. So they're on you know dietary regimens or restrictions just to make sure they have the necessary nutrition or value that they need to produce on the court. You know, uh, for corporations paying you multi-million of dollars, we expect to see you produce on the court. So I take care of the, the menu creation, um, grocery shopping, cooking the food, washing the dishes, cleaning the kitchen. So it's like I bring the restaurant to them. And then it also keeps their privacy where they probably like it. Because, you know, if you make a good name for yourself, people go out, you know, you, you're just trying to grab dinner and go home. But now everybody's trying to reach out, take pictures, take autographs. Well, this way, if you don't feel like doing that, you know, you have me at your disposal. And I just enjoy the intimacy of cooking. So, you know, being a private chef, that's how I was able to partner with Harmel for the cooking and culture and you know, get along with this company and have some fun. I, re- I as, a, as I started, I said that I enjoyed your video uh, mm-hmm. with cooking and culture. And it just was so genuine. And I'm watching this and I'm like, this guy, I, got, I hope I get to meet him sometime. Mm-hmm. You know, and here we are. I really you, enjoyed chef. that. He did a really good job with that. You know, stick with a little bit on the, on the Hormel theme and um, big food. And mm-hmm. I, I've been involved uh, in a lot of projects over the years with Hormel and I never thought thought of them as big food. Right. I just knew it was good food. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that in mind, I realize that yeah, they are big food, but they they care about employees. They care about what it is. They're looking for uh, food that has flavor, things like that. So, as a chef, mm-hmm. um, what message do you want to get to big food? People starting to pay a little bit more attention to what they're actually putting in their bodies, and. With a company like Hormel, they're responsible. They're looking for finding a way to mass produce it still with the same ingredients and quality and put it in a package that's uh, reliable, sustainable, and resourceful to the people, you know. And that's just a beautiful thing. You know, when I first was doing the, uh, the cooking and culture, people were like, the chili people? I'm like, yeah, the chili, the spam, the bacon, <laughs> the sausage people. Yeah, but then once you actually um, look past what you just grew up on ever knowing, then you see they have all of these different brands. They got the Mexican brand. They got Skippy's Peanut Butter. Like, I eat Skippy's Peanut Butter, like, every day. I didn't know it was Hormel until I went and did the cooking and culture. I'm like, get out of here. And so, Justin's Nut Butter. Right, and Justin's yeah, Nut Holy Butter. Guacamole. Yeah, Holy Guacamole. Yeah. Um, you know, we did something with um, the USA Today guys where I took the La Victoria hot sauce and kind of made, like, a quick little mock barbecue sauce, and I just added some garlic and tequila to it. The stuff that you can incorporate in your daily regimen, like I said, with, with my uh, with the griots and grits, take a little bit of that hot sauce from La Victoria instead of using tomato sauce, use some of that La Victoria enchilada sauce. And now instead of going Creole, we go a little bit of, of Mexican Latin style Creole. You know, and they're like, "Hey, my friend." <laughs> so that's the fun thing they they actually care in their cooking, and they want you to enjoy the product and keep coming back. You you 
have to come up with menus and um, things to prepare for a variety of people. Um, where do you find these things? Is there some place you go for inspiration, for ideas? Yeah, you, you know, you know, chef. Being a chef, you know, sometimes you you have to pull from old resources and then look into figure out how you can just put a twist on it, right? Like. Uh, I just had to cook for a vegan client, you know. Uh, now, last season when I was cooking for him, he was, you know, he was only eating like meat and fish, no pork or, or beef, just to maintain, not to bulk up. But you know, trying to create vegan food is like, of course, vegan is the wave now, as we would say. So just finding out how I can do, oh, you like macaroni and cheese? How can I do a vegan mac and cheese? So I normally just find inspiration from good source. I like those guys at America's Test Kitchen because they'll run through a recipe 30 times before they release it. So if I'm looking for inspiration on a technique that I may be contemplating, I know I can go to some of their sources because they're battle-tested. But then still, like all chefs, and like I tell people, recipe isn't law. You just, Mm -hmm. you know, you go there for inspiration, and then you add your twist to it. You know, um, you you just sometimes you go out to eat, and, oh, I never would have thought about that. Like, um, we went out to dinner, and I had a corn brulee. Mm, okay. now, now, when you originally think about corn, I mean, with, with the chef understanding, you, you know corn is naturally sweet. You know creme brulee is naturally a dessert. You understand corn has milk substance in it, so you can get the corn milk out of it and make like a corn stock. Oh, okay. All right. You get it, right? I, I see what you did there. Okay. <laughs> you know, so yeah, um, just drawing inspiration, just sometimes just digging deep, pulling from oldie but goodies, as I like to say, but then also seeing what's going on in the world. You know, social media nowadays, you can just scroll and, oh, that that looks interesting and go from there. What kind of advice do you give uh, to chefs that are that are trying to develop their talent? Uh, you know, can can you can you develop talent? Or do you just have to be born with it? Yeah, I, I think uh, my first kitchen job out of college was at a restaurant called Zia's, um, little local chain that does good food, right? Um, they're not taking corners. They're like, no, you're going to prep this and then put it on the line. I don't care how many restaurants we have. Each restaurant is responsible for their own production. And one of their rules that they had for new talent was make mistakes. Mm-hmm. You never hear restaurants saying make a mistake because you're messing with my food costs. But that's my advice to young talent. Like, make mistakes. Like, you're supposed to burn that corn uh, once time trying to get it extracted and with the cream. Like, it's not supposed to always be perfect. That's how you're going to learn about temperature, about the different techniques that you can use to still get that that final creation that you're looking for. I think everybody just wants to be perfect with not knowing that your grandmother, before she created that famous dish that you love so much, your grandmother probably burned that 30 times. But... You never got to taste that batch because your parents got to taste that batch. That's right. <laughs> and by the time you was born as a grandchild, oh, I got this. Un- ah, yeah, baby, I show you with no problem. So don't be afraid to make any mistakes. I tell people, um, especially chefs or young cooks, like you're going to cut yourself. And you be like, why would you say that? I say it's like being a lifeguard and getting mad that you get wet. Like it, <laughs> it's going to happen. Like, I mean, you're not intentionally going to just sacrifice your finger, but sometimes in the heat of the moment, you know, you're not paying attention. Well, I promise you, next time, after you cut yourself, you're going to be like, let me focus. Let me take some attention to this detail. But, yeah, don't be scared to make mistakes. Would be one, of the things, one of the things you just said was, was really uh, important uh, mm-hmm. to me, and I think it's insightful, um, is that 
<clears throat> you you said that you know your grandmother made that dish, but you know she may have burned it and stuff and didn't didn't do it right. But you know your parents ate that right. those mistakes, and then down the road it came. So part of it is is valuing the repetition mm-hmm. of mastering the craft, and that's what it is. Mm-hmm. You, that doing it again and doing it again, and 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 you're right, make mistakes, but you got to also learn from those mistakes. Yeah. Don't keep doing Don't keep those mistakes. Oh, if, if that chocolate chip cookie <laughs> recipe sucks every time, get you another chocolate chip cookie recipe. Just... Switch it over. Yeah, and re- and then again, repetition is is the thing that does it because you get the then it becomes it becomes a natural mm-hmm. part of what Let's you do. You don't think about doing it. Mm-hmm. You, you, at first, you got to keep thinking, you know, and then it becomes just a natural flow right. of what you, you feel. Do. That's really great advice yeah. to people. Yeah. yeah, like I uh, like with grits in my family. Since we were just talking about corn earlier, like I said, I can't make a bad grits, or my dad will take me out of his will because we <laughs> ate grits every Saturday and Sunday morning. So if I don't know how to make grits, I'm going to be in trouble. Because, like I said, over the years since a child, I've been experiencing how to make grits. Chef, tell us a little bit about the community work you do with uh, young people. Absolutely. So um, there's two organizations, and it's and it's kind of like they're brothers and sister organizations. Um, one is Son of a Saint organization, which helps. Um, young kids whose parents may have died to violence or may have been incarcerated for a long time. So uh, my friend, he his father played professional football, but he died at a young age because um, his heart was too large. So his father died when he was very young. So his way of giving back was reaching back out to the youth in New Orleans who had fatherless homes just to provide a community for them. So sometimes I go over there, just cook dinner, Sit down and talk with them while you know they may have another guest speaker and just be another uh, another strong male presence for them that they can look up to and relate to. And the other one is um, Pink House, where they mentor young uh, teen girls from like twelve to seventeen or eighteen, <clears throat> mentoring them, teaching them how to be a woman, how to carry yourself, how to have that professional um, edge about you, how to have that um, confidence. It's good to give back. It really, oh, yeah. really is. You mm-hmm. know, especially if we. You know, especially people that have the the right heart, and and you know, the short time I know you, you have the right heart, mm-hmm. and it's really great to yeah. hear to hear things like that. Chef, just a young chef sitting in front of me here. Where's your career leading you to? Well, I'm getting married in September, so my congratulations. Career is, thank you, thank you. Yeah, so my career is without my planning, um, taking me to Dallas, Texas. So. I'll go there, and hopefully I can hit the ground running. You know, there's four major sports teams out there, so that's enough work to keep me busy year-round with different clients. Um, There's major Fortune 500 companies out there, so maybe some opportunity there. You never know. And my my fiancée, she's a food blogger too, so probably do some more cooking cooking on camera. I I really enjoy doing that. Just let me cook and talk at the same time and show you how to make some deliciousness. You're natural on camera. I've watched you. As we all know, you have plans in your career and then somehow an opportunity comes along and it just takes you to higher uh, levels. Like, you know, I wasn't planning on working with Hormel Foods, but the opportunity presented itself and 
you know, I got to do a fabulous thing and go visit the campus of Hormel out there in Austin, Minnesota. And now here we are in New York City having fun, talking about cooking and culture and doing podcasts. You and know? So, and al- along the way, didn't you do something with Chopped? Yes, I was on Food Network Chopped um, and won Chopped Champion. Oh, yeah, congratulations. So, thank you, thank you. Fantastic. So, so I won that last year. We filmed it last May, almost a year to date, and it aired in November. So November 9th. And with that, I was working on my first cookbook, Southern Creole, Recipes from a New Orleans Kitchen. And I just released that, too. Chef, this has been a great conversation with you. Thank you so much for your time. Mm-hmm. This is Certified Master Chef Ron DeSantis with Chef Kenneth Temple, uh, wrapping up our food journey. Uh, podcast with Hormel. For more information, hormelfoods.com. Thank you for listening.